Welcome to another episode of the Be True to You podcast, a podcast designed to question what we've been taught, talk out perspectives, and break through to be our most true selves. I'm your host, B, and today I have Indigo joining the podcast. Indigo says a song that encompasses their essence is Astral Plane by Valerie June. Welcome, Indigo. Hey, Queen My little ends. Indigo sounds weird. I call you Indy, your ends. Yeah, you do. But like... Indigo is here. Indigo is here. Or Indy, or Inns, or Dino. The Dino. Fam, the fam calls me Dino. I do enjoy Dino. Dino, Dino yeah. Um, hi, how are hi. you? I'm good. I'm like really excited to be here. I think yeah. before I start things like this or facilitate anything too, or, you know, I, I just get, I get, I feel this excitement like building up so I feel very big right now and expansive and awesome oh I like that you feel big yeah feel um big. in this space I feel like people mm-hmm. always talk about things that like maybe aren't as um I don't know I feel like that's a really cool way to feel mm-hmm. I haven't heard that before mm-hmm. you ready for these eight questions I'm ready all right Holmes yeah. let's get into it the three for one special Indigo who are you what do you do and is that where you want to be right now Man, this question, (laughs) this question, because I feel so big sometimes, I think was like, holy shit, how do I even answer this? Like, who am I? Yeah. And then, you know, like sitting with that right now, it's like, I just want to have my own back and like take away any pressure I have of like making sure I describe myself so correctly or something. Yeah. Um, But I just want to remind myself that I'm already a whole ass person. Like, no matter what I, like, I think that's something I've struggled with in my life of being like, because I'm someone that cares so much about, like, understanding my personal reality more as well as understanding community more and the world around me and, like, my role in community. Yeah. And as a, a care, an ultimate caregiver for myself. Yeah. That... Sometimes it feels like I'm stuck in fixer mode, you know? Yeah. But it's like I'm not really trying to fix anything. There's nothing to fix. I'm whole. Right. And maybe it is about just, like, realizing how big I can be. Yeah. Like, you can be – I can be all of these things. I don't have to dismantle anything necessarily or grow past something. It's just, like, how can I get through a certain perspective sometimes right. or take a different action sometimes – so I have space to really accept all of myself and all of the parts that make me me. Yeah, Holmes. Yeah. So, I absolutely love that. Thanks. Yeah. So some of the parts that have been present for a lot of my life are, are important now is like my queerness. I'm definitely a queer person. Fuck yeah. Um, in a lot of ways, outside of sexuality and within sexuality, like I'm queer sexually and genderly, but also queer as in like fuck the state, that type of queer. Uh, forever. <laughs> yeah, forever. Um, I identify as being chronically ill and chronically well at the same time because you can, you're always both. Like yeah. I'm, I'm here, I'm fucking breathing, let's go. Right. Um, I really cherish my role in partnership a lot. Like I've had a platonic wife slayer by my side for the past 10 years, which is like so beautiful. What's up, Cal? Yeah. Love you. We love you. Um, <laughs> and, you know, being a romantic partner right now and on and off through like my life's journey has always been really important to me as well. I love yeah. that type of care. Um, and yeah, I, I really try to be someone that engages with the world, leading with my deeper value system first, especially as right now identifying as a recovering addict a recovering codependent person as well um and a recovering masker like masking my deeper values or true identity for a long time um so I identify as being like who am I someone that's like in recovery as well um and that it's been taking a lot of 
beautiful effort that I think is worth it. Yeah. Um, and also bringing a lot of my deeper, like giving more room for these deeper values in my life to be integrated and actually something that I live into. So I feel happy about that. Um, yeah, I think that's all I really want to say. I guess like I am also in kind of like a, my humbling era. Like my humbling my, era. Like let's get fucking humble because <laughs> yeah. I've been through, as we all have, I've been through my own trials and yes. I've, I'm a constant learner too. So I have like my brain on, have my heart on, my body's on. I'm trying to like absorb yeah. as fully as I can what the you fuck I'm going through. You are very on. Yeah. yeah. And when you're not on, you are off. You're good. No, you're done. I'm you're fully bye. off. Yeah, yeah, that's it. If I'm off, I'm fucking off. Right. Don't talk to me. You know? <laughs> I'd rather. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but it's like, I feel like I'm in my getting humble era too because I'm letting um, in spirituality in like a, I've always had room for it, I think, as someone that grew up in the church yeah and never was like i'm religious but it was like some i i'm connected to yeah. something you know and yeah. I, it was like it yeah. was really hard for me to find my avenue yeah um and like i think in this new phase of sobriety like full sobriety um i'm just like letting go of that know-it-all or even like i have to be on all the time because i know which direction i'm going and i'm in control of it it's more of like no let me be humble let me understand, let me really like right size where I am in the universe. Yeah. Look at <laughs> like that. I actually don't know shit and that's beautiful. And so it's been like a, as I get humble, I'm like in the phase two of like taming my ego. Yeah. Like moving through my ego, not getting rid of it. Cause that would not be being human. Right. But like really understanding how it, um, is helping or hindering me. So right. it's been very humbling and I feel like I'm opening up to something greater than myself in new ways, Absolutely. which feels really good. Good. Okay, yeah. so it's where you want to be. This is where I want to be, and <laughs> because I'm just fucking happy to be here. Yeah. <laughs> like, straight up. Yep. Like, you know, like, this has been a place in my life, too, where I think over the past three years, I've really realized how much every day life and death are in a beautiful handhold. Yes. Like, they're, it's all here, you know, like, and... I think we distract ourselves or try to like the, the world that we live in really wants to invite us to be like don't acknowledge that death is in the room too. right um but it is like that's you know you're avoiding it by yeah. breathing right you're telling it you're walking towards it slowly by still breathing you know yeah. like but yeah I'm just happy to be here because when I've ever wanted to be somewhere else or I've been like I need to be somewhere else you know especially someone that goes through phases of having different ability levels it's like I lose sight of like what it actually means to be in life in right. the present and death's not really winning yeah. like I'm still in life here yeah and there are things to value yeah so I'm always I'm always trying to come back and again humble myself and where I my, when my ego gets into this hindering perspective of like actually dude like right <laughs> here's pretty fucking great because you're, yeah. you're just fucking here yeah and you're safe yeah. Like, is, like, even though this might be hard, yeah, you're ultimately very safe. I think that's such a big word that I didn't even realize, like, I needed um, until I got probably in my mid-20s wanting to just feel safe. Yeah. Um, I think I was on the run for a really long time, and I feel like you can relate to that. Oh, yeah. Um, and so when it was finally time to settle down and I honestly contributed to COVID and I'll leave that at there but like having to force myself to like slow down and bring it together then all of a sudden I was 
forced to work on my relationships and forced to work on myself. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's like, it's not where I wanted to be at the time, but I'm just like now understanding what safety really is Mm -hmm. compared to what I was used to and what I thought was safe. If that makes sense. Definitely. Yeah. It's a type of like trust fall. Yes. To realize how safe you actually are. Yeah. Like, Oh, (laughs) something at some point definitely got my nervous system riled up or my perception riled up because I needed to change or do take an action or an inaction to actually keep myself safe. Yeah. And it happens so fast in your body, so fast in your nervous system that you can't always like control how that stays on the feeling of being unsafe. 100%. So it's like, again, when you really look in the present and you're like, here's pretty, pretty all right. Yeah. I'm actually ultimately safe. Right. It's a, your whole body's like, oh, I can exhale. Yeah. (laughs) The day I realized I could exhale was a beautiful day. Um, because like we're, we're okay. Yeah. You know? Um, and I, I specifically myself, like just was like, it, we're fine. Like it's, it's okay. Mm -hmm. We don't have to keep going. We don't have to keep being like this. Like it's going to be okay to take a breath. It is. And like too, like whatever, I guess the spot podcast is getting like the inner workings of my brain already um, <laughs> but like even if we weren't okay right like, you know like yeah. I and there's so much violence happening around the whole world yeah. so many lives are instantly taken from people unexpectedly yeah. like who's to say like I'm not saying violence should happen but like all it all it all it's all gonna happen to us at some point I'm not saying it should happen in an unjust destructive way where people are fucking out here playing like trying to play god yeah um but like I've just come so close to death and witnessed death so close in my life over the past year. Right. Um, that there's just something of like, again, that surrendering thing of like, it, it really is just bigger than me, dude. Like, yeah, I'm not, exactly. I'm not going to be like, how dare you exist, death? Like, right. do you? Yeah. You, you got to be here too, I guess. Yeah. You know? And, and so. it is here. That's the it whole point. Yeah. Um, I don't think... I think at a very young age, I, when I realized what death was, like, it was one of those moments where it was like, you could be really scared of it, or you can just be like, all right, it's coming, and it's coming yeah. one day. Got me emotional. Girl, I was going to say, oh, well, that's just the first question. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I guess also what I do is, like, I'm finally out of, like, I have, I had stage four cancer. I was diagnosed um, in August 2020. 22 mm-hmm. um and it was a really quick like you're gonna heal or you're not gonna heal vibe so what a time yeah it was a full-time job yeah um many surgeries i also have an autoimmune disease called myasthenia gravis it's a muscular nerve disorder um where my nerves have a hard time connecting to my muscles so yeah. i have muscles i'm strong i'm a strong self-identified bitch yeah. um but they, they don't register sometimes yeah and so um Anyways, getting through the into remission was a full time job, and so now I'm actually like coming into creating spaces for myself or stepping into spaces for myself that are more along with like yes, a job, yes, a career, but also making room for like passion projects by starting my own LLC called Indiglo, and I can offer like my meditative stuff, my somatic stuff, my interpersonal skill building, hopefully help with community organizing more on the mutual aid front and the abolitionist anarchist front um that's my goal hell yeah but then also like knowing that right now like i, I don't like bringing in grind culture into that place of like this is you know my these are my passions i right. must make money from them like that you know 
that's beautiful and I want to be involved in something I care about that registers my gifts daily too when it comes to making the money that can support my life yeah um but I'm real I'm like just realizing that like I think that passion project stage in space isn't like where I always want to put the pressure of this supports me monetarily Mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm I'm having that space open and again, getting bigger yeah. and opening up to maybe doing some other work using my, um, you know, getting out there with my degree, my master's in social work and being like, let me help you. Yeah. <laughs> let me just get this organization. Let me cause some good conflict. Yeah. Let me like tell you what's going on in the invisible and talk about that because that's really where my mind goes. But It just excites me so much um, just watching you from August 22 to now um, to be able to have seen that transformation and the ability to... Um, create your own business mm. and even just like your website I just could get so excited about it and like oh it makes me so mad your birthday present is so close um, I like I just can't wait because like that's just like I could not be a bigger cheerleader for you in that because you are literally putting your passions into people that have no idea what it can do to help them mm. and like I'm just really excited for you to continue change lives mm. in this way I feel like you already do it on just like a you can literally indigo will walk down the street and like make a friend you know what i mean it's like they change lives every single day but to see them actually do it like with their passion and get like work out of it hands down could not be more proud thank you you are so welcome you've been such an amazing like if y'all are not close to Queen Bee over here, I um, recommend <laughs> just reaching out. Not to, not to you know, be an energy vampire, but like yeah, having... Yeah, please no. Yeah, but no. just like, you know. Don't worry, we cut those people off. Yeah, We're okay now. what an amazing person to have in my life. Oh, Holmes, you, thanks. Been. Thanks for all like the help and support. Oh, hell yeah. Bitch, your birthday present? I can't. Anyway, uh, <laughs> like I'm so excited. When I showed Katie, she was like, oh, hell yeah. I was like, I know, I'm just so... Mm. Anyway, um, it's yeah. it's custom made. That's why it's taking a long oh time. My God, but that's what neither here nor there. Okay, there. Okay. Um, okay, so question number two, Indigo. Yeah. What is the biggest breakthrough you've had recently or of all time? Woo. Okay. <laughs> I'm just yeah. <laughs> I think there's been so there's been like so many multiple like perspective shifts in my life because of the high highs I've had over the past few years, like mid-20s to now I'm 28, so it's like a lot has happened when yeah. it comes to health, when it comes to losing loved ones, yeah. losing relationships, but also gaining like at the same time. Um, there's just been a lot of perspective changes that feel like breakthroughs, but I think the one that I really want to share because it comes into helping me like a lot. Yeah. Um, so genuinely... I think like through the phase of having feeling like I had absolutely no control or realizing I really have like no control of my health. I only have like the ability to be proud of myself of the effort I put into being a healthy person, but ultimately the end like the end place I am when it comes to my physical health, my mental health, my emotional well being. Like yeah. I can't control that. Right. I'm only like this is the effort I'm putting in, you know. Yeah. And I think that when I lose sight of, like, putting, like, ex- being proud or accepting that my effort is always enough, I go into these places of, like, really getting trapped in my ego and this, in this I-ness and this, like, individualness that doesn't actually support my uh, strongest perception of my reality. Because, like, I did so much reading um, when it comes to, like, reading on Buddhist philosophies 
Um, and that, that space of like coming back to being like, okay, I'm putting a lot of pressure on myself of how I control this outcome of my health. Mm-hmm. I'm putting a lot of pressure on myself of how I get over this trauma, of how I choose to move through pain instead of suffering in it longer. Like, oh my God, yeah. like I must be shit because I can't, because I, because I, 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 and yeah. it's like, holy God, fuck, like, <laughs> what is I? And then I, like, started to break my brain, because I'm, like, reading about these philosophies that are, like, not, there is no I. Yeah. Like, there truly is no one individualness, yeah. and also individualism is a, like, characteristic of having injected white supremacy culture, too. Like, it's a, it's a sickness of our, like, of the really big capitalist state that we live in that's like be an individual crush your dreams don't need anybody <laughs> right I sounded like uncle sam that's how i hear uncle sam. <laughs> um but like so i think really doing like full-on immersing myself in these practices that helped me empty my inner world of being like listen and, it, and i started learning this when i started to do yoga too like yeah. wholeheartedly at age 18 of like when you get on your mat do your best to be only there like, and that means not carrying the past with you onto that mat. That means not anticipating the future while you're on that mat. Yeah. You are just right here and you're meeting yourself. Yeah. And you can witness everything that's moving through. Like, you can't just be perfect, but you can start to say what really matters outside of the right now. Right. We'll still be here when I get off the mat. Right. And then the, it is. And there's also less that is just, like, distracting you from what really matters. Right. And so these practices that, like are like in Buddhism it's like looking at your rigpa which is like the face of your the nature of your mind Ooh. it's like the face of that beautiful emptiness yeah that is completely empty but has the ultimate full potential and in there lies anything that you could embody anything that you could believe anything that you could move into right okay. but like that's really your I, is this right. connection to infiniteness. It's yeah. that connection that's really our I. Yeah. It's not like our ego tricks us that we're ever disconnected, you know? Like, our cell, like, even if you think about, like, this house of a body, like, your cells, to even have this house, had to come together. Yeah. So what, is, you think your I is the one of the trillion of your cells? Like, I, I just confuse <laughs> myself, because I'm like, I'm so sick, I mean, sick to think that there's an I, but I don't think there is. Yeah. I think there's this pool, this pool we all kind of like climb out of, right? And we become like these fractals of the one universe, you right, know, right, like yeah, just beautiful mirrors yeah. and beautifully interdependent is what yeah. I'm trying to say. So like, the breakthrough ultimately felt like I was accepting, especially some like healing from codependence, because again, being codependent is like validate my I-ness, validate yeah. my okayness in my individuality, yeah, because if you exist and tell me it's okay, like mm-hmm. instead of being like I'm choosing interdependence. In acknowledging that I'm going to need other people, other resources in this life, just because I'm here, and yeah. they also are going to need me, and it's all just like equally as important as how much you need your fucking eyeballs and 100%. how much you need your lips, yeah. and, you know, like. Um, and then too, because I was dealing with so much pain and reliving out cycles of suffering and distrust on my future, it was like when I come into this interdependence and I break the eye mold. I can, f- it just takes so much of a load off because it's like, this is my life and my two eyes and my reality. 
and other people have been here before yeah. and other people that I am connected to that are still alive over similarities like having cancer are also going through it with challenges I will never have to face yeah. and like if I could open up to that interdependence of like you know that's real camaraderie like we're in this together and open up to feeling that connection and that interdependence that can even meet each other through time and space like I just always felt more and more supported and yeah. more and more like beautifully less important yeah like it's okay to like not need your outside world to constantly be like your eye is the most important your oneness is the most important it's like what if just being a community member was the most is like our rules here of really understanding our interdependence (laughs) and our lack of ultimate control over our individual reality yeah like i'm just that's what I think my breakthrough was, if it um, was able to be followed. So, yeah. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I was there. I was hanging yeah. on. Um, what would you say is like the reward of that breakthrough? I think the reward of acknowledging that I feel like a beautifully interdependent being, ultimately, that's connected to a web like greater than what my ego and what my mind can like make sense of. Yeah. It just really helps me be more at peace with, like, in the witnesser state of moving through this world. Like, like I again, I'm recovering from certain things that kept me in, like, this, I must be in control. I'm either really connected to life right now and devoted to working or moving through in a way I want to, or I'm in addict mode where it's a full release and I'm drunk or I'm high I'm tripping, but I've chosen that. I'm here, you know? It's, yeah. like, ultimately, like, lose control, bro. Yeah. Like, be in the moment that's here and presenting to you. Yeah. Um, And watch the world kind of, like, invite you into these spaces because ultimately I just feel like we're listening. Like, right. if you're really here, you're listening to where you're being called. You're listening to how you're connected to other things. You're listening to what you need to stay alive. Like, right. so it's helped me be a better listener. I like that. And really follow my truth that's I think trying to talk to us all the fucking time yeah I think it, I mean just you I feel like you've always been an open person just like hearing your story and where you came from like you were always open but I feel like this is just like I don't even know how much longer your arms could extend but like <laughs> as much as they can I feel like it's almost pushing your chest up towards the sky mm-hmm. you're just like willing to just be open and be there um and that's just not something that everybody possesses I myself don't I absolutely will close bring my arms back in and I feel like you have just taken on this lifestyle of just saying like hey world like what's next and like it's just a beautiful thing to see especially watching you in your sobriety I can just feel that energy and I'm just really proud of you Uh, of course I mean like you strongest person I know sorry to everybody else um and that's just the way it is um so it's just it's just really cool to just see you like continuously have your arms wide open when anybody else would have closed them at this point Mm. you know what I mean Mm. I appreciate that. Yeah. I've tried to close. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. You know, it, it, it hurts. <laughs> yeah, man. It hurts. And that's my truth more. I don't think it's everyone's truth. It can be really comforting. Yeah. It, it isn't it even absolutely like. absolutely can be comforting. You know, and it's maybe that's not. Some people are supposed to have their arms closed. Right. right? Like, I'm not going to say the way that I'm doing it is the right way. Right. It's just like the truth of what has made me ultimately feel more and more healthy. Yes. And more and more like 
standing in the world how I feel like resonates with me I agree but I think that's also why I appreciate you you aren't sitting here saying well this is the path that everybody needs to follow it's more so you saying this is the path I'm choosing and I respect wherever like everyone else is Mm -hmm. but you're surrounding yourself with people that are like-minded and understanding of where you are and I think that's really important you're welcome, Holmes. Um, oh, biggest Sweet smiles. Sir. I love you. Um, all right, Indigo, what's the weirdest thing you do that makes complete sense to you, but not many people around you? Well, I think I'm doing it a little bit, just like <laughs> with my hands over my head, like doing a weird flare. Um, I really, I do, like, like you said, I have found pockets of community that have similar needs as I do, I'm still searching. So if you have my aesthetic gravis, please reach out to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, like, I think something that's weird is I really – I move through my needs in a way that are, like, and a- attack them or just greet them, honor them how you can all the time. And so, like, that'll be a lot of, like, me being, like, I actually need this conversation to end. Right. And kind of like breaking that mold of like, I know you expected me to give you pleasantries, but I can't. And it's actually not, it might not feel nice to you and your definition, but it's actually ultimately very kind because I'm not people pleasing. (laughs) Right. And I'm owning my need and it's free us to stop fucking talking right now. You know, like stuff like that. And like, and it's because there's something else going on below the surface. And so the weird thing that I think shows up the most is like the somatic things that I'll do for myself of like oh, there is this crazy tension I'm holding in my heart space right now. I need to sit outside this coffee shop and do lion's breath for approximately 30 seconds and see what happens. And just be like, ah, like, out, like in general public or, you know, like so yeah. there's a bit of ruthlessness to keeping myself sane and what I identify as being more sane because I actually have space to like not stifle my needs because right. I stifled my needs for a very long time. Yes. Um, and so, and, and for me, meeting my needs a lot is bringing things out of my mind and using the body as a big processor. Yeah. Using that surrender in my, like, taking space to have room for my spirit to be like, oh, I'm clenching, I'm clenching, let's surrender. Right. Let's, let's recognize the bigness, the great spirit around yeah. us, whatever that is. I'm going to just uh, fall into it real quick and take do the tools I need to to do yeah. that. And usually it's a somatic type practice and people that are curious about what somatic means it's using movement and breath as a combination or one or the other to help your body understand and have room to process deeper feelings without relying on just your mind being the problem solver without relying on talking it's like trusting that there is genius with your other parts yeah. that if you just like repeatedly use them yeah some different outcome of or awareness in your in your being will happen absolutely and it really does feel like that works for me so i i mean i agree i think also it, it and maybe i'm crazy but it's just like people that used to like use their bodies in that way like i grew up dancing as mm-hmm. well i know you did too And Mm -hmm. I feel like that part of me, I would recognize after going to dance class, like I felt better. And it wasn't the same feeling as like when I worked out. Mm -hmm. It was like a different kind of high that was like, Mm -hmm. I just got to dance that out really quick. And so then going into my adult life, then like, how do I keep doing that? Okay, well, I would go to bars. Okay, well, you know, I would be able to go dance there. I wouldn't mm. even care about the alcohol. I'm not there for the men. Right. I'm not there for the women. I am there to be right. on that dance floor, and mm. I'm there to be, like, having a good fucking time. I you know what that. I mean? And that was, like, my favorite thing to do. And mm. so then as I got older, it was like, 
well then where where do I dance like where do I release and it was finding out that it's right where I am you know what I mean in your own house in your backyard at work in the bathroom sometimes you just gotta take the handicap stall and release one real quick you know what I mean like it hold on to those walls and shake your head five billion times I'm telling you what throw your hair around just (laughs) like have a moment yeah Yeah, because that's Mm -hmm. just a great way to release energy and um that's kind of like one of my favorites is um we do we'll do brunch sometimes and like you know indigo's just over there stretching you know know what I mean I'm releasing I'm like I'm coming like I'm joining in because like it is it just feels so good but I didn't even know what it was called until probably like maybe two or three years ago Mm -hmm. Um, because again I couldn't figure out what I was doing or why my body needed this release in that way but I think it is just such a really beautiful way I do think people find it through working out but mine's just through movement if that makes sense yeah there's like you know working out it all come, we all come into it with our own different exactly. intentions, you know? Right. And there's something about, like, owning the fact that there's something either emotional here, psychological here, yeah. that I'm going to purposefully let my mind stop trying to solve or yeah. fix or understand and yeah. see what happens when I take a break. Right. Let another body part get involved. And then I experience, like, this high in my mind for yeah. some reason, you know? It's, yeah. And our nervous system responds in a beautiful, healthy way, too. Feels good. Yeah, and it's, like, really helps me not have such psychosomatic, like, effects where yeah. it's, like, yeah, it's all connected. It's all interdependent. It's, it's all, all just trying to continue to exist again. together. Yeah. So it's, like, use your togetherness. Yeah. As much as you can. Hey, Mouse. Hello, Mouse is, like, excuse me. Hello, That's Mouse. my little Hello. throne. Um. Oh my god, wait, this is your first time meeting Mr. Mouse? Yeah, Mouse is so handsome. Oh my god. I know, I can't get enough. I really can't. <laughs> um, sometimes he'll come in here and sit on the chair that you're sitting in, and Corey will turn it so that we can like see him. Oh, He's like, we can't see him. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't see him. Can you turn the chair? <laughs> <laughs> he's just so cute to look at. His coat be crazy. Yeah, he's His coat cute. be crazy. I know wow. it. Anyway. Wow, wow, wow. Thanks, um, Mouse. Yep, he knows when to come in. All right, moving on to question number four, Indigo. What is a trauma that has shaped you or you are still working to break through? Mm. You know, it's like there could be two things that I think I identify most recent that entered my life was in my mid-20s, my ability level just completely changing because of my senior gravis as someone that grew up dancing, knows that like, oh, shit, being physical and processing with my body really means a lot to me. I was yeah. already doing that type of work. Um, and I was like, uh, what's, what does this look like when I can't move my body? What does yeah. this look like when I can't see? What does it look like when I can't speak? Right. Like when I can't even fucking swallow food? What right. does this look like? And it's just like, you know, it, it felt like such a trap. And it still does yeah. for so long. Like the fear is like, I go into wild planning mode of like, I want to be able to do a somatic practice so I can't do this and I can't do that and I can't do blah blah and it's yeah. like oh you're getting out of the present yeah. you're getting out of the present what are you actually going to do what are you what is your ability level right now right cool if your priority is doing that like don't get scared of how it's going to leave you feeling afterwards just right. if you have the ability level yeah approach it as best as you can yeah you know and then see what energy you have left afterwards like just move through the moments my guy right. yeah um so being present with the moments of my, of my the moments of my life you know like I'm not someone that's like I have this craving to be different. Let's next week it'll be different. I'm like if you if I have the awareness for something to be different, yeah. 
I'm gonna take a deep breath and realize, oh, that breath gave me an invitation to a new moment. Let's Ooh. let's start right now. Yeah, we're starting right now. We're starting because it's right the now. only moment that's here. And so yeah. like, accepting my ability level through every moment has been a really big thing. And that was like a traumatic, literally being like bedridden for so long. And I still go through those phases. Hopefully, less and less as I stabilize. But, um, yeah. And I've really looked at like breaking the mold of ways that I've been taught is like the best degree or like the nth degree of doing some somatic practice or being able to use my body. I'm like, oh my God, I can't flail around and shake. Like, (laughs) but I can breathe. And I think the movement right now is just my stomach rising and falling. That's beneficial. Be with the rise and the fall. I love that. Sometimes that's all you have. Yep. And then the sounds that are involved, like might not be me playing my sound bowl, but it's like, can I hear my breath? Yeah. That's enough, you yeah. know? And it's it's enough because that's what my truth is. That's it's not true. enough because it's the maybe the epitome of what's the most fun for me or where yeah. I feel the absolute, like, physical physically strong. But when I tell myself that I'm enough yeah. with my ability level, I am ultimately my most spiritually strong. Yeah. And I think that's what matters to me more. I agree. Yeah. Um, the, um, there's a... Oh, I don't even know like a mindful practice and it's like five things you can hear four things you yep. can see that saved me mm-hmm. like in so many ways because that really does just absolutely ground you mm-hmm. and I was in a um a group therapy at JMU um for people with anxiety and we mm-hmm. did it and we went outside it was like this whole thing and I don't know why like the four of us that were in this group class like we had never done something like this yeah. before or we didn't realize how beneficial it could be. I'm sure mm-hmm. I'd heard of it before, but I had never realized what the benefits and, um, the four of us still keep in touch like to this day. And like every once in a while we'll be like, y'all, y'all going outside, y'all feeling the things yeah. like stay present. And like, it really is just such a good thing. Like, can I hear my breath? Mm-hmm. I, if you live on the city, like if you live in the streets, like you can hear cars go by, mm-hmm. like realizing where you are and like, there it's only 12 you know 45 we have so much time left in the day stop stressing like the day is over like there's just still there's so many opportunities every single day and it's okay if you lay and breathe it's okay Mm. if you get up and do all the things Mm. you know but just taking it one day at a time and you're also being like when I find myself in that space of like I don't have time to stay and breathe or I can't like I can't release into my grief right now because I need to do something later like you're like I find myself being like I really think I can predict the future. Like, yeah. I, I really straight up think that, yeah. like, I know what I'm, like, and I, I know, like, you've done these things before, so you you build these expectations of what is going to happen when you release into your tears or whatever, but, right. like, maybe just stop sentencing. What if we stop sentencing ourselves? Like, yes. if you really listen to, like, what the present is asking of you, yeah, just trust that, like, there's going to be a throughness yes. that you can't predict. Like, yeah. you just can't. Yeah. And a lot of times when you go into the expectations, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's like you you make that result happen instead yeah. of giving the future a new opportunity. Yeah. I feel like, because, um, I mean, are you diagnosed with anxiety? I feel like, yeah. I was going to say, I don't want to ever, um, what's the word? What is the word? Diagnose somebody with that. Right no, no <laughs> I was gonna say. I think um, one of the things that like I didn't realize is like I, I when I'm anxious, like every moment is the moment, mm. right? So like if I felt myself falling into grief or feeling the need to cry or anything like that, I would refuse to have that moment because I was like, I don't have time for a moment, you know, because yeah. everything was a moment. And then it probably wasn't until like 2020 or somewhere around there where I was like allowing myself to be sad and allowing myself to cry and I realized like oh I'm only sad for like 
or like crying for like 15 minutes like the moment passes Mm -hmm. and once I realized that it wasn't that bad and I would feel better once I did it instead of I don't know bottling it up for five years and then releasing it all at one time like you know it (laughs) was it was so cool Mm -hmm. to like realize like how to find my space because I always thought it would end up being a panic attack but like it only is a panic attack for me when it's been built up. Mm. If I release slowly throughout, like mm. then I don't have these big moments of like, this is the end. Oh my God, yeah. I can't breathe. Like falling on the floor kind of vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, so like just hearing that just reminds me like how important it is just to release feelings and emotions no matter when they come because that's just what's going on in the moment, you know? Yeah. I feel like you said that really beautifully. Thank you. You are yeah. so welcome. Um, question number five, Indigo. What are some common barriers that prevent people from being authentic and fully true to themselves? You know, like <laughs> coming back. You know, yeah, no. you know, you know, guys. Um, coming back to like the interdependence, right, yeah. and like how we're all connected. And genuinely, I think we move through this world looking into a lot of mirrors. Yeah, because we we're projecting our reality. It's our it's our perception of the world. Like. I can't really say, like, what prevents other people from being authentic. I mean, there are genuinely systemic restrictions to us having any types of equal amounts of privilege to self-actualize. Like, oppression is fucking real. And being authentic is really hindered for some people, especially for people who are living in survival mode all the time. Like, being authentic to yourself is a privilege. I just want to have a moment for that. 100%. And being safe enough, literally safe enough to do so. Um, but if I were to think about my experiences out in the world and like how I see people and how I can resonate with restrictions that I witness, it comes back to like addiction and codependency for me a lot. Just like not addiction to always substances outside of yourself, but addiction to ways of being. Yes. Addiction to the patterns that you've created and the sentencing we're giving ourselves of like, well, I'm this way. It's like really all your skin like fully died while you were sleeping. Mm-hmm. Like all your cells are rebirthing. Mm-hmm. Like it's okay. You're different now. <laughs> you can be different now. Yeah. Like, you know, but it's that addiction to certain ways of being and the fear that comes with change, yeah. I think. and um, For sure. Uh, you know, it's in. I don't like s- splitting things into binaries and sometimes the binary really helps when you're coming, when you're thinking about like, where you're making your choices from so it's like okay am i making a choice ultimately from the root of fear ultimately from the root of love and like Mm. um when you're you know needing a change to self-actualize more to be authentic you know letting the fear win whether it's real or not you know it's like just bringing that awareness in of like, but where's the choice from love though? Yeah. Is it to be addicted to this way of being? Is it to needing validation outside of myself or this other person I love being okay, then I'm okay. Right. Like, um, or this like other, not even person, but this, my job telling me I'm good enough. That's codependency. Yeah, absolutely. Like, getting that validation from any sort of authority. Like what if there's no authority? Like, yeah, then who are, then who's going to sit here and affirm you? Yeah. It's giving people power because of fear. Right. I think is ultimate people systems, resources because of fear um and that's keeping us i've witnessed it just keep people kind of stuck in that like addict brain and codependency is also a type of addiction 100 percent. so it really is addict brain bro i think the first um (laughs) in a meeting that i ever went to Mm -hmm. i was probably like 21 and that was like the 
most insane thing because it was like an introduction to like NA. Mm -hmm. And so they were talking about just like addiction as a whole. And it was kind of like where I found like my moment of like, oh, because that was the moment that I realized I was addicted to sugar. Mm. That was the moment where they were like, "Ah, you know, addiction is not just drugs and alcohol. Here's 700 other things that you could actually be addicted to. And it was like people, places, things like, you know, all of these all of these things and then like they were like and how does it all start what's in our food sugar and i was like holy shit like i could not believe what i was like realizing and like even just like pushing myself to be like okay like i want to watch what i'm like intaking then like Mm -hmm. i want to see sometimes i feel myself completely fall back into the pattern of like who gives a fuck Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like i'm only here for a certain period of time and i go into that survival mode Mm -hmm. and it's it's so interesting to hear you talk about just like the balance between the two because i feel like you've been through the two Mm -hmm. if that makes sense Mm -hmm. do you feel like now being sober you feel more safe in your own body definitely i can trust myself so much more yeah and it's ultimately loving and deeper root like it's in a place that's like really teaching about like the complexity of a feeling of love yeah receiving it from self and being able to receive it from people you trust in systems that you're engaging in like a genuine way because we fucking deserve that and yeah. need that as people like yeah. and when you realize things like I'm addicted to sugar I'm a, I'm, a, I'm addicted to alcohol like yeah you know not everyone can go cold turkey mode or that's right. even what you should do it's okay right. to be existing from a peer, place of like I'm doing things wounded and well at the same time right um and just like shout out to my partner who's also sober for like having like i feel very prepared for this conversation because of our conversations so thank you thank you Um, i appreciate you (laughs) like and like like that's okay like you know i think when i lead meditations or just these practices that help people come into deeper self-awareness because i've fucking been there yeah when you gain awareness yeah that's not always this like Liberating. I'm now in this high vibe. I feel so much better about myself. It's fucking scary and yep. hard because with awareness comes the need to change yep. a lot of the time or to make different choices. And it's okay to know that you have this desire to change, not being able to like, and needing your own pace of approaching that. Yes. And like being like, you know what? I'm going to act from a healthier place by having not seven scoops of ice cream today, but, but three <laughs> right. and know that it's still a little bit wounded because I need that sugar. Yeah. But I love myself through that. Like, yeah. cause I'm pushing myself and that's a deep love. Like yeah. coddling yourself is not really like loving in my mind, you know, right. like all the time, like, right. please dear God, have the spaces to hold and break. And of course, but that's also, it's just, it, it is just like comfortable, uncomfortable, um, wounded and well. Yeah. And it's all happening here. And it's, like, not all about soothing all the time, but it's really about, like, allowing um, you to just be, again, having the space to be authentic um, in, what you, in what you're really after, whether in, when it comes to your healing process. Like, yeah. And it's not always going to look like love is just this thing with a bow on it. Yeah. It's, like, uh, nah, like, keep sinking and searching and, and looking at the fear as it arises and... And choosing love as best yeah. as you can. Yeah. But it's not like choosing love as best as you can is going to be like, oh, that felt like a beautiful stroke on my back. And <laughs> that was great. Sometimes you're in love and you're like, fuck. Yeah. I've landed in love and I'm pissed, <laughs> but I'm going to stay here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I never, I remember too, like, um, going into conversations and having, you know, conversations with, um, 
uh, past ex's mom about, you know, being an enabler when it comes to addiction and stuff like that. And again, I was young and I didn't realize the conversations that I was having were so mature. Um, and again, I felt like I realized that was when I was like, you can actually enable yourself because that just sometimes feels better even though you don't realize what you're actually enabling yourself to do is harm mm-hmm. um and i just like appreciate you like talking about that too because mm-hmm. I, I do think that that's something that people don't realize because mm-hmm. um, you can enable other people and that's normally what the term is mm-hmm. utilized for but like in reality mm-hmm. we enable ourselves every day mm-hmm. um and like just like everything there's like a fine line a balance like sometimes you should enable yourself yes take your rest after your really stressful week but also like seven scoops let's drop down to two you know what i mean (laughs) like there's there's just a little there's a little bit of balance there but it's just like sometimes just hard to find the balance how do you feel like you find the balance in enabling yourself Mm, mm. like that's that's a hard question it's balancing is important and I don't think it's like I think I've I don't know if I'll ever be on a scale of life every day where it is completely balanced yeah or like more balanced than just for the I'm balanced in this one step I took or I'm balanced you know yeah and that's balanced for the moment and then oh I'm a teeter off and that's just life it's like a constant dance through through that spectrum of fear on one side, love on the other, and yeah. where you make your choices from. Yeah. Um, and they, it's also not even really a spectrum. It's like a circle. And maybe they're both existing in the same points at one point at the top of the circle, and you're just choosing how which which side of that point you're, you're facing towards the most. Right. So that makes it so yeah. you can see that visual. Yeah. Um, so I think I'm always giving myself, like, you know, when I rest and I turn off, I turn off. There's There's nothing to think about here. It's just to be with your breath and your body. And that's in trusting that's ultimately balancing out a need of mine too. Like by yeah. not, by not trying to be part of the dance, but, but tapping yeah. out, Yeah, you know? Uh, so I let myself tap out. And then when I'm engaged in the movement of life, and awake behind these eyes. Yeah. I'm just like, and we're moving. Yeah. Whether my body can move or not, time is literally rushing through my being. Yeah. Making changes to my body. Yep. There's so much invisible and not perceptive with my human senses. Right. Like, and just really realizing, like, we're in we're in motion. This is a dance. The, the balance and the scales are always, like, teetering and tottering. And just really f- feeling fucking joyful, proud of myself. When it is a centered feeling and, yeah. and learning from that yeah like not needing them this geez fuck this was such a big lesson in my life like how many times do you gain more awareness for growth when your scale is completely teetered it's completely yeah. down on one side and flying high in the other and you're like this hurts i'm so off balance let me learn from this yes but really being present in those moments of like i don't think i've ever been as like right now i feel so close to being centered and balanced yeah pause what is there to learn from this joy what is there to learn from this freedom of being balanced? I'm going to in, have time, take time to integrate this wisdom that's here and the good. Yeah. Just as much as I would take because I feel like I need to learn when I'm down. Right. Like really telling the universe, great spirit, like, yo, I learn so much for my joy. I'm ready for more. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like that's important, I think. Absolutely. So, Yeah. Um, now the, the follow-up question is always for this question like what would you say to people um, if they could hear you that can't be true to themselves but I feel like you got up a really great point about people that are 
able to be true to themselves are very privileged. And I would like to kind of challenge you and challenge this question in the sense of how would you, or what would you say to people that can be fully true to themselves and how they can recognize their privilege, um, of why they're able to be, um, outwardly who they are. Yeah. I think something is like that humbling experience of like, take yourself off a pedestal. If you're like out here being like, I've done it. <laughs> like, I've lived into me. Yes. I have my job. I have my relationships. I have my family. Like, I have the hobbies I want. Like, look at me crushing life. Yeah. Like, get off your fucking high horse, my yeah. guy. Like, yeah. Jesus. Right. Like, so, I'm so happy for you. You're right. very happy. You're self-actualized. It brings happiness and joy. That's so awesome. Yeah. But a lot of times when you think that that's crushing life and that's like, you've made it. Yeah you're inherently saying you look down upon people that can't do that or who haven't done that. And sometimes people's privilege or their room in this life is to literally just not starve to death and to to be able to feed their children and to be able to lend a hand when they can, because wow, I have extra energy for the day. Right. That's amazing. You know? And like, really reminding yourself to be like the different realities exist. Yes. If you cherish this much freedom in your life and this much room, to self-actualize to that degree and you can do it how can you help open up space for others to do so as well Mm. in these ways that you cherish so much Mm -hmm. and not because it's a simulation culture not because everyone who's suffering or you see as suffering or everyone that has a different lifestyle than you needs to be able to self-actualize in the way that you have valued maybe they don't fucking want to yeah and like checking in with that right actually seeing what people who might be able to benefit from you sharing your resources or part of your privilege actually wants mm-hmm. saying that's beautiful that's what an amazing goal what an amazing need i can help you i can help you get that sandwich right now yeah subway right and you're going to be eating the sandwich you want to that you feel like you're you need yeah. like and you don't you don't need me to help you get a better job like right. you don't need me to help you get sober right. like I'm not going to tell you that's ultimately what you need or that's ultimately how you're going to be able to be on this level yeah. this pedestal level of right. like crushing life that I am like right. no bitch that's that dude's reality he just wants a fucking sandwich get him a sandwich yeah and like or like yeah I think just that like really sh- just starting to share starting to share actually join the circle of community of togetherness get rid of all your fucking triangles yeah and realize that you were not in control actually no matter how hard you fought no matter how much room you created for yourself that was breaking the mold of your family so be proud of yourself please yeah and it's not because you're better than anybody else yeah and just really feel that I love the ideas of like get rid of your triangles mm-hmm. like in life there are no sharpens mm-hmm. um one of my favorite things about richmond my partner always says is it's just a big circle like if you ever get lost you're always going to find your way back because it's just a big circle yeah. and that has also just pertained so much in my life of like it is it's just a big cycle now of course you can break the cycle and keep mm-hmm. going but you're still going to have to go through similar situations it's just going to be how you react to them yeah. um and so I just think that that's such a good way of phrasing that because it really is just a big circle. We're just yeah. out here living. It's the cycle of life. That's why they call it, you know, the circle of life. Yeah. You know, um, the Lion King taught us a lot. So. <laughs> and you know what's beautiful is like people too that think like, okay, well, I have all these extra resources that are technically extra resources because of like 
the world that we live in in this capitalist society, like there are skill sets and wisdom as well to always be gained when you come together with people who have different lifestyles than you. Yeah. Like when you go and you engage in another, like with another person or try to open up to share what you see as privileges, people that walk into your life are going to, there's also something for you to gain. Yeah. It's always re- reciprocal. There's yeah. a re- reciprocity happening. There's a cycle happening of yeah. give and take always. So yeah. break your brain too of like, even when you're volunteering or whatever, it's not because you're just in giving mode. Right. Like, no, dude. Like, <laughs> actually engage with where you're at yeah. and like absorb what there is to learn because that's a skill set you may need because you're ultimately, again, not in control of how much, like everything that, we've just we accumulate 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 like there's always something greater than us that can at, at the drop of a hat take things away 110 percent. like you're you're a paycheck away from experiencing houselessness a lot of the time and yeah. we just distract ourselves from that yep. a lot so just just come back into the circle humble yourself yeah Turn. humble yourself yeah i like it all yeah. right Holmes, i'll take that um indigo question number six you find yourself in a space where you aren't able to be true to who you are how do you respond Sheesh. yeah <laughs> Um, I used to mask. I used to be like, oh, I can, I'm, I can stifle, I can suppress, um, and morph into what is acceptable here. And doing that at times too, where like, I don't know, like I think I wanted to say doing that at times is necessary, but that's not, I don't think really ever true. Cause there's a way of like, knowing your positionality as a person and positionality acknowledging like your body politic like and your privilege which is like my race my privileges that are due to my race my class like and sometimes I should not be in spaces that are like I have so much to say let me talk and take up all this space and just blah 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 because that's my truth like there's a difference like my truth also is that I might have all these feelings or this world of like I could respond I could blah 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 but my truth isn't always being accepted in my loudness mm-hmm. or always accepted in anything I want to be. Right. It's my truth is also I am a great community member. Yes. I care about leaving just as much room for everyone else around me. Yeah. So that's not actually stifling. That's mm-hmm. just being fucking respectful. I so. <laughs> no, that's what I was thinking in the back of my head. I was so like, that's if you're the- that bitch that enters spaces and you're like, I did not get to talk as much as they did, just think about it, okay? I um, cannot stress that enough. Thank you so much for saying that. Um, but if it really is, like, people want me to be different, like, if I'm in a space that I can't say I'm queer as fuck right. without experiencing hatred, yeah, or, like, people just completely ignore me as a non-binary person, yeah. I just have to, you know, just excuse yourself. Yeah. Like, you don't have to be everyone's teacher. Yeah. Like, it's important, maybe the, t- the lesson is, I'm actually not safe here. I'm actually not welcome here. Like, yeah. I. Because you're not seeing... You're not seeing the part of me that ultimately is a reflection of what you could be. Right. Not because you are, but because we're connected. Right. And you're not accepting that. You're not accepting parts of what your human experience could have been. Yeah. And that's... I just don't belong here. Yeah. Then there's... interesting that there's, like... You know, trusting that when you have to separate sometimes, like, you're going to tell yourself that you fully belong in here, in your heart, in your in your body, and that is sometimes way more important than being able to hang out next to a room full of people. Absolutely. And you'll find the room full of people 
that actually do open up to who you really are. I think that's beautiful. Um, Because, I mean, in situations like that, I feel like that's kind of what you like your 20s are for if that makes sense now granted of course that's for people that are privileged enough to actually be able to go through something like this in their 20s of like separating themselves from the people and setting boundaries for themselves um in ways like even my family having to say like you know okay i can only do this much like i don't want to stay for this entirety of this time because there's only but so much you can handle you know once you've grown into who you are um, and so I just, I feel like that's a, a really good thought, like, I don't know, just like a thought process of being able to say like, yes, where am I going with this? Hold on. Sorry. No, I'm not to cut that. Um, of just being able to say like, yes, like I understand, like I don't have to mask in this situation yes. because I am going to be able to be around people who get me, mm-hmm. you know? And ultimately the first person who that is going to be that I save enough is just my me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, we're on the same page about that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you ever feel like, let's say you are going to a place where you're not able to be true to yourself. Like, do you feel like you have to mentally or physically prep yourself beforehand? I genuinely. Okay. So it's like, I just want to say like, I genuinely set boundaries of like those. I don't go to those places. Yeah. Like, but then there's exceptions, right? There's, like, as someone that cares about being around perceptions that and belief systems that aren't the ones that I hold yeah. to, like, engage in purposeful conflict that can hopefully bring change and better resolution. Like, right. when it comes to, like, social justice work and stuff, like, preparing for those spaces is, like, okay, in this space, the body of... The house of my body is where I'm safe. Right. And, and, and knowing that I'm purposely doing this work as someone who's trying to to be an edge in this flow right like on on fucking purpose you know like those are the spaces I enter and and I even bring that into how I engage with my family as like trying to be accepted as a queer person like my ultimate feeling is like I don't want to live through this life not having any sort of relationship with blood relatives who can't quite see me outside of like how they chose to name me how right. they chose to sentence me as an uh, afab person assigned female at birth um and i just kind of was like okay well you're i'm here just gonna be one of those spaces i don't enter for a while but that caused more harm for yeah. my, my personal needs which is like okay to some degree this connection matters so right. again how do i prepare myself and it's like you know, when it's not getting to the place of, like, I'm ultimately fatigued when I can't say, hey, these are actually my pronouns, hey. Yeah. I don't like being called that name. I'm this name. Like, this yeah. is actually me. Yeah. Or, like, oh, you're going to say you tolerate me, not accept me? I'm going to leave. You know? And those yeah. are all things I've run into. Right. And so it is then being, like, okay, like, I purposely entered this space knowing that my, you know, that the home of my body is my shelter. But then, ultimately, a lot of the times when you're in those spaces, if they your walls start to get broken down. Yeah. You know? It yeah. starts to get invaded. Yeah. And so once you're starting to get invaded and feeling unsafe, just really giving myself the permission to be like, and that was enough. Yeah. And that was enough. Yeah. Like, I can't, I'm not entering the space to have an instant solution yep. or an instant fix. I'm just here to contribute to hopefully being accepted and seen more or making, causing ripples that help people like me be right. accepted and seen more and have more rights and stuff like that. Do you feel like you have a like a high threshold? Um, you know, to stay in peace 
and the, with the ability to be responsive instead of reactionary, I generally don't think so. Okay. I think that I have learned to be high functioning when it comes to like being someone with mental and mood diagnosis that like m- moves through this world and like wants to hang right, and stay. Right, but right. like really, if I pay attention to like how fast my body gets affected, it's it's yeah. not like this like superhuman thresholds. That's but it does feel superhuman when I think you see people actually like claim I'm at my threshold and I'm going to honor that. Right. And those are some of the most powerful moments. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody once told me like they hate when I'm like, all right, because it means like I'm about to leave. <laughs> yeah. And at the same time, like to me, I kind of like saying it because I'm like, yeah, I know myself. It's time to go. I'm tired. You know exactly. what I mean? Like I, I enjoy that I can be able to be safe and say, nope, uh, I've hit, I've hit my time. Thank you so I much for everybody for coming out, for going to bed. Yeah, you know, I have such like a conflict. Like I'm, I've been called from a dear friend of mine that I am a gentle disruptor, um, and I think that's true. And, yeah. and like I even want to be like, okay, that friend that told you couldn't have your comfort zone of like how to honor your needs yeah i'm just like what if you look to them and be like okay well what do you want me to say when right. i want to leave or right. are you telling me i can't leave when i want to that's what i'm saying what are you trying to say right now yeah i think that's where like <laughs> i think i've been peer pressured to stay longer more than i've been peer pressured to like drink mm-hmm. you know what i mean because right. people just feed off of people that are like energy givers mm-hmm. and i feel like you can relate to that people just absolutely love to feed off of our energy and it's so fun for a period of time but around the wrong people, like it can be absorbed way too quickly. Yeah. You know, um, I feel like you're very good at being protective of your energy as well, especially after the like multitude of things you've been through in the past 10 years. Mm-hmm. So being able to just see that, I feel like you're almost a role model for me in that way of being able to set boundaries and say like, Hey y'all, I'm out. Like I'm having a moment, like I got to go or mm-hmm. I'm done for the day. I'm going to go. And that just, again, creates spaces for people that feel similarly mm-hmm. to be like, cool like yeah. this is a space where we can do that and it's not a weird no don't go mama like yeah. oh my gosh that's like literally i think it's my feet yeah um, so like it just you know i like that you know you've been able to present that towards me and i've seen that within you i think mm-hmm. it's a really amazing quality i'm glad that we share that oh yeah Holmes, absolutely um all right and to go getting up there question number seven what is the biggest takeaway in life that has become your driving force in life oh my god <laughs> Biggest takeaway in life as my driving force. Mm-hmm. I am like so connected to the feeling of interdependence recently, and I think that's really been a force because you know it's it's some of this re- reclamation process too of words that were given to me in a religious way as someone who doesn't identify with a religion, but like you know you know, but like wants to be able to use the word, give me grace or something like that, you right. know, it's like, oh, but not, not in the context of something that I, I don't fall under. Right. But like, yeah. I think breaking the mold of like everything I do is for me or for my personal growth and being like, okay, a takeaway I've really learned is that like, I like to be of service. I like to be like out here and ultimately thinking of me being a healthier person has those ripple effects yeah like whether so if it's like I go through this time period of being like I can't facilitate or I can't host or blah 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 I can't volunteer or I can't be as um participatory in an initiative that I want to be in like uh knowing that I'm still of service just by being like all I can do right now is tend to my own garden yeah like 
that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Like, cause it is still of service. I'm, I'm not moving through the world as someone who's, you know, in this flared state of not, of going through so much, so much time, like not meeting my own needs. Yeah. And that causes harm. It's, yeah. it's causes implicit harm. And because it, you're just out here not being like as a more privileged person, like, as stable of a version of yourself as an adult that you could be and yeah. like that really does matter yeah. like there's no mommies or daddies that are out here as adult people that are really just like oh look at the children go they haven't <laughs> taken the naps that they needed and that's okay no we're adults bro yeah we yeah. are those people right like so sometimes you just got to reparent yourself and tend to your own garden and that's the service but then when you feel like your cup is in a stable secure place of fullness like again choosing love in a way that's challenging and supportive and has the greater ripples of sharing that out into the world yeah and that's the service like go go push yourself to engage in that initiative not to the point of pressure but in the point of like honesty of the space that you have and if we all really did that like and you know didn't you know escape run from our own power we had space of like i have space let me just drink you know yeah. or I have space let me just escape because I have all this space like I don't really feel like I need to like be in tend to my garden mode but with this space like I don't even know what to do with my hands like just slow down yeah like I like to be of service in that way I'm not saying everyone has to but I think that is a driving force in my life of like okay I have room I have my needs met I have these resources right I care about ripples like this being in the world because I've seen the benefit it can ha- have in my own garden yeah like, now where can I where can I pour that out? Pour I, that love that. I think that you know you're just a little watering can out here, <laughs> you know. Um, what was I gonna say? I like um, tending to your own garden. I think that that's a really cool way of phrasing that. When do you feel like you realized like tending to your own garden mm-hmm. is just as important to tending to other people, especially as someone who loves to be in service? Being in a constant state of exhaustion. Yeah. Not even like I was. You know, it's like chronic, like just life burnout, like being yeah. alive, being yeah. like, I'm tired. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, you wake yeah. up in the morning, you're like, again. Yeah. Like, no, something's not good. <laughs> right. Actually, everyone, like, I was so depressed for my younger life, like, and just masking and pushing myself, pushing, pushing, pushing. Like, I genuinely thought that's what life was. I thought we were all out here exhausted. Yeah. We were all out here depressed. And I'm telling you, a majority of us are. Right. But you don't have to be. That's yeah. not like the human sentencing. Right. So it's like, it's okay to acknowledge that you're tired, that you're exhausted. You're probably living into like a prescription that you've given yourself that you don't, you can fucking rip up. Mm. So like, that's when I noticed it. I was like, I'm just, yeah, I'm high functioning. I'm out here dancing and moving and having yeah. moments of joy but my undertow my yeah. real real undertow that's with me through everything I do is exhausted yeah what's going on there I think right. I need to like start digging into my soil and there's probably some fungus you yeah know? like stuff like that that's not good fungus but some fungus is good but yeah. like um, <laughs> yeah I think I just noticed that I was really fucking tired and it was like I had layered so many things into what I thought was like this self ego based identity that I had to keep carrying that really yeah. just wasn't serving like myself yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. wow dang now we're at the last question i'm sad Uh, these are always so fun fun. all right holmes question number eight what's a question you want to ask the audience listening today Mm, question Hmm. 
I want to ask you something, audience. It doesn't have to do with anything about your past or anything about your future. Love. I just invite you to sit with how you're feeling right now. And what if you could ultimately pick up layer after layer after layer of what you think your mind is telling you where you're at. But what is like that deeper, deeper truth that is here with you right now? Maybe it's something mm. that you haven't really given the time to fully face or something that is just like what I said, like, oh, yeah, I carry this around with me forever. Right. I carry this around with me. Like, what is it that you really want to look at, like, right now? Mm. You might need to take a second to think about that or give yourself time and space of, like, stimulus after you've listened to this. But if you could really give the attention you deserve to a deeply pervading feeling or thought, like, what is here? And then can you make a choice to move forward into honoring whatever that is? Absolutely. That's beautiful. I need to ask myself that question, honestly. that's a, <laughs> When I listen back to this episode, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. That's mm-hmm. so cool. Um, Holmes, we made it all the way through. We did it! I'm so proud of us. Now, <laughs> I will say I wanted to give a moment because I love when people have their own businesses and stuff like that. Mm. Tell me a little bit about Indaglow. That's I-N-D-A-G-L-O-W.com. Tell them what you do. Indaglow.net. <gasps> oh, my God. Bye. Oh no, my God. It's, it's Indaglow.net, yes. which is great. Um, really, it's just a way for people to meet with me, not as a therapist, not as anyone trying to fix you, but in a different culture of connecting. Mm-hmm. So we connect however you're ready to and I res- and how I can competently meet you there Yeah. Um, over meditation or guided visualization sessions that are either private or with a group. Um, also... At- we could do that exa- have that exact same attention but use more somatic practices yeah. that are within your ability level and your comfort your comfort zone with maybe a little nudge yeah. um and then also interpersonal skill building sessions as well that can be talk based more casual or using art to dissect what's present in your inner world and how to better engage with community your intimate relationships of how to really get out your truth um, and have those skills to build the interpersonal connections in the, the way that you might be like feeling like you're missing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also there's options to talk to me about how I can use the skills I learned as a macro-based social worker um, to help with community organizing, whether that's yeah. in the administrative side, the planning side, or the networking side, or the fundraising side. So nice. it's really just this hodgepodge of a site of to choose where with what I think are my strengths in life and connecting with community of like how would you want to meet with me yeah how would you want to see how this can um, cause positive change or shifts in your business or you know your initiative or your personal self there you go thanks for asking oh my god no of course I wasn't about to close this off without talking about it last final thoughts you feeling good how I you feel feeling? good. I yeah. like this is cool. I haven't ever done a podcast. Yay! Um, this is fun. Good talking for so long. I think I had anxiety over just my. Sometimes I lose the ability to move my tongue when I talk for so long. Right. So I just feel very. I feel very happy that we were able to do this, Incredible. and I have the room. So yeah. Thank Holmes. you for asking me to be here. Always. 
And thanks for everyone that listens. Yeah, we Bye. love you guys. All the love homies forever and always. Have a great rest of your day. And hey, don't forget to be true to you.